every 10 or 15 years, a film is produced that is so overwhelming, so forceful in its impact, that it becomes deeply embedded in the mind. Persons under 18 will not be admitted. This is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Muller Band. Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and this is Still Toking Wit. Hey, everybody. This is Ed Scalia, and I'm going to be on Still Toking Wit on Dorkinate. Podcast Network. Be there. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token With. My name is Leo. I'm the one key behind the keyboard here. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm going to do the introduction just in a minute, but before we do that, Benjamin, how's it going, bud? It's going awesome, actually. Awesome. I'm, I'm really, really psyched about the guest tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing this gentleman on multiple occasions. Um, blew my mind. Blew my mind. And then ran into him at a convention and got to chat. And, and he's just an amazing person. I mean, it's that simple. Well, I'm you. done. Go to Jeff. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's going great. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Yeah, it is hump day, right? Yeah, today's Wednesday, right? Happy hump day. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, my wife was very interested in uh, having me be a part of this show because I, she said I, I might kind of need the influence from this dude, you know? <laughs> Um, <laughs> at least I, that's kind of what she's telling me. You know what I mean? So do, did you want to do the intro, Leo? That's what you said. I, 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 I was instructed that I needed to do the intro for some reason. Yeah. He was sent an email <laughs> with something specific. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, because it, it, I was, I was going to fuck it all up anyway, you know? Well, you always do that. Well, that, well not always. It's random. Well, you never know. Always on purpose. Right. So, Leo, I'll well, let you do it. Man. Anyway, do anyway. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for it because I absolutely love the show. But uh, so if you remember, the uh, CBS had an amazing show called The Mentalist. 
So tonight we're bringing The Mentalist to you. Our guest is actually, uh, The Mentalist was based off of him. And he's had many television appearances. He performed in 23 countries, has appeared at the White House on five different occasions. Please open your minds and welcome the man who knows what you're thinking, America's master mentalist, John Stetson. How's it going, sir? Oh, it's going great, man. It's good to be here. Great to have you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Oh, sure. How could I not take up this invitation? <laughs> wow. Be, so it's, uh, it's the... It's the Just brick wall behind. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, my first question to you is: Is the brick wall there to like keep your keep stuff from the outside coming in? Uh, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have special instructions on the door over there that says, "No, you know, do not let me out under any circumstances." <laughs> oh, okay. No matter okay. what I, say, no matter what I say, don't let. Me I should out. probably get one of those. You know, I think that's a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> this wall comes down. This is a. This is a. This is a. A from from when we were doing. We had to learn how to do virtual programs. So you know, back uh, when we were all. Uh, I'm still doing them, but uh, COVID time, mm -hmm. right? It was so limited as to when we can go out and do things. So um, I put this little thing together in my Aladdin's cave of an office. Everything's fake. Uh, the wall's fake. I'm fake. I can tell you he's not fake I can tell you that because like I said I had the pleasure of seeing his performances on two occasions in my hometown um, it was America's hometown America's hometown yes yeah. but it's mine because I live here <laughs> and America does not live in Plymouth that's right okay. well, some of them do okay. but anyway um, yeah, and you, you you blew my mind. So I'm going to say he's not fake, folks. Everything around him might be, but yeah. Well, isn't that all of our reality when you get right down to it? Right. Um, hey, yeah, those shows in Plymouth we did were uh, were a lot of fun. Um, they ran for we ran for God, I don't know about 20 years there. Yeah, and that was a that was a good uh, a good good run and good good fun and uh, on. It's funny you mentioned on stage uh, on stage, and I think there are a lot of people who will tell you this um you you find someone who does the kind of work that i do and involved with you know hypnosis and, and then dealing with people you know spiritual practice and interests like i had my ladies only psychic party which is a which is a, a gas and, and various and sundry things that i do but people talk about being up in front of groups or doing things like that for me it's the only place where i am in pretty much complete control Mm. It is, uh, and the great, uh, uh, there was a, um, a, a gal who was working in circus for many, many years. And a friend of mine was on Big Apple Circus the last year of her, of her career. And she's sitting there waiting to go on in the dark. And, and, and uh, she just looks up at him and goes, I feel I spent most of my life in the dark waiting to go on. And that's a pretty big statement. But uh, do you remember the the, the Walendas, the flying Walendas? Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Nick Walenda is a cat of the purest variety. I mean, he he's one of the greatest speakers out on, on speaking circuits today. Um, he taking that work of the for people who don't know, they were the the high wire act. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they would do like uh, triangular type arrangements on a high wire without a net. Nothing down there. And there were several tragedies and several deaths in, in that mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like fourth, fifth, Nick, maybe the fifth generation uh, rope walker. But uh, Carl Walenda, who actually fell to his death in Puerto Rico uh, in the late 70s, um, said, life is on the wire. The rest is just waiting. And so it's really interesting for people who have the passions or the the, the, the the what have you. You know, I'm far more uncomfortable in front of a thousand people than I probably am sitting on my couch. Unless my dog is with me. If right. she's with me, we're, we're cool. <laughs> she's my spiritual leader. All I do is suggest where she pees. She spends the rest of her life teaching me lessons. <laughs> that's what the dogs do. Yeah, that's what dogs do. That, right? 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 <laughs> Uh, I've always had dogs. You know what I mean. My wife yells at me every time I go outside to pee. <laughs> Are you always on the wrong side of a door, Jeff? Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Like a thing, man. We're... Okay. All right. Oh boy. But anyways. <laughs> yes, Ben. Leo, where can they find out about our amazing guest? Uh, well, you can check in and show us up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And uh, you'll find everything about our guests right there. Every, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, <laughs> almost everything. everything. Could find. Almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're trying yeah. to kill me here. <laughs> uh, but no, all, all his social, all your social media links, your website, it's oh, all great. in the show notes so that anybody cool. watching live right now can check you out. Uh, feel free to jump in the comments if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, because you're afraid, I would be. Um, but that's okay. You know. Actually, so, um, actually, I'd love to see if there are three people who would get involved with us, and I may do something. You heard it out there, folks. Three people. Three, three people. Yeah. All you have to be is a person. Right. Yeah. But while well, we wait for people to be, uh, well, that's okay. we got plenty of time. So go ahead. Yeah. And before we go too far, if you are commenting and we don't see your comments and you don't see it flash on the screen, you need to jump over to one of the main feeds, which would be Toking with the Dead Facebook page, the Dorkening Facebook page, uh, YouTube channels, and then we'll see your comments. Go ahead, Jeff. Otherwise, otherwise you're just kind of out there, yeah, an observer. Yeah. Right? So um, I I have a question. Uh, I, I mean, I have... Yes, sir. Given this a lot of thought, um, give me your definition of a mentalist. Question. That is, oh, wow, that is a good question. Um, to me, it's basically someone who demonstrates feats of ESP. There Not psychosis go. or anything. No, 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 no. Extrasensory perception. Um, I, and I, I keep it short. Uh, and, and put it there because there are lots of people who are who are uh, exploring, doing, and are now self-professed mentalists who um, maybe come from a, a, a somewhat of a different place um, than I. I'm very I'm old school, and uh, the, so the term is kind of is wide open. For example, lots of uh, magicians, the magician and mentalist is like well. Mm-hmm. 
not really. You're doing tricks. Yeah, basically. Tricks are great. Okay. I love tricks. Dogs, hookers, magicians. You know, I love them all. <laughs> uh, tricks are great, man. I love mystery, and I love not knowing, and I, I, I embrace, you know, past as, uh, uh, magic with me and everything. Um, I'm, 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 I'm down with all of it. I, uh, I really love it. I've seen real magic, and Mentalist was the title that we, you know, was sort of put on me as to what I wanted to be, wanted to become. Um, I use it because it kind of gives people a little bit of an idea based on on the TV show and 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 a lot of the things that people are seeing on, you know, online and right. television these days. So it's something to hook on to. Um, you know, I prefer to just uh, they're coming to see me. And whatever it is I happen to be doing <laughs> doing that night, uh, that's you know that's where my my thing is. Um, and unfortunately, when you when you get certain types of entertainment, uh, magic's doing a little bit better in this regard these days. But it used to be that, let's say a a local uh, club was hiring a magician for something, and he wasn't particularly good, and they had a piano player the following week who wasn't particularly good the difference is they will they would book music again the following week they wouldn't book magic for another 10 years to get like the taste out of their mouth and it could just be that the guy just had a different style or you know wasn't right for the room or or or, or mm. what have you i'm not saying you know the performer was was uh, was terrible but um yeah it's interesting okay. interesting stuff so so in your opinion uh I've been to Vegas. I've seen, you know, a lot of the shows out there and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is the difference, in your opinion, between a magician and an illusionist? Magician and an illusionist, I don't find much difference, really. Um, a lot of times people would say illusionist is just someone who does, like, the larger prop big things that would call it like a stage illusion. And there were so many great big shows that traveled for years and great shows that were in. Uh, in Las Vegas. I'm fortunate enough to have spent a great deal of time there in my life and have been able to see so much uh, uh, great entertainment and then see what's going on in, you know, in Vegas now, too. So, um, But, a, you know, a magician, let's say sleight of hand artist, what have you, a magician, I guess if there's anything, people would say a magician kind of does more intimate things or doesn't rely on big, giant, prop, production-y kind of stuff. That'd be an easy line to draw on that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Who did you see out there? Anybody you recall? Uh, we actually, we saw uh, Siegfried and Roy. Oh, my man. Okay, which was... So, quick question, Jeff. Siegfried or Roy, who do you prefer? Siegfried. I'm a Roy man myself. Oh, well, sucks to be you. Man, you got that hair going, uh, right? You know? Right, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, they no, were, no, I, you know, that was amazing. Oh, it is, un, it was unbelievable. Did you see them at the Mirage, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was their that was their final thing. That theater was built for them, and um, you know, we did the tour down underneath, see all the caps, and yeah. Remarkable was, stuff. Yeah, it was fantastic Remarkable stuff, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a story, you know. It's a real like success story. Uh, mm -hmm. Them that is, uh, 
really like a, you know American dream ish. You know, they they met on a cruise ship. One of them was a steward, and the other uh, was a waiter. Yeah. And uh, but Siegfried was doing magic, and Roy was watching him do the things with the pigeons and stuff, and said, and Roy has was you know the animal dude, and he goes, mm-hmm. I have a pet cheetah, <laughs> and they smuggle the cheetah onto the ship, and they do it in his in Siegfried's magic act. They replaced a rabbit with a cheetah, and the every passenger watching the show just thought it was the greatest thing they had ever seen, and you'd think like the captain and stuff would, you know, on one hand yeah. want like. Smuggle a cheetah on my, especially German captain. Uh, you know, the captain, right? On my ship, and uh, instead, he had they had no choice but to embrace it, and every, and that was the beginning of the whole thing. And uh, it was a real story, you know, really interesting story. And just their dynamic made them so mainstream, but it was a yin yang kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Secret Alone, I don't think would have been enough that you would have noticed uh, him or as much. You know, as we admired Siegfried and Roy, and Siegfried and Roy on his own could be a little bit too much for people. So you put it all <laughs> together. But, but you know, Siegfried, it was was a, a, a genius when it came to magic and creation of magic. Mm-hmm. They would hold court every night after their um, after their performances and do the. You know, you walk in and it's like you're meeting royalty the way it's all set up. And, oh yeah, yeah. But as the evening went on and the crowd got smaller, Siegfried would talk about his thoughts and beliefs on magic. You could ask him some very interesting questions because they grew up during the war yeah. in really bad circumstances. Um, they're fa- fa- fascinating story. A fascinating hmm. story. Well, well, you know, well, like, like all interesting people and fascinating stories, um, multifaceted. <laughs> yes. yeah there's just so much about it and but it's it's just remarkable remarkable so you told us how they got their start so i'm curious how did you get your start in this well this was a family thing for Mm -hmm. me and so you grow up around stuff and you think oh this is what people do (laughs) let me guess your parents spent their time trying to make you disappear Oh no! <laughs> but we did, uh, you know. In but in our neighborhood, anybody could d- disappear for a price. So um, it was uh, interesting, uh, interesting dynamic all the way around. I guess you could call it, yeah. But fun, fun stuff. Uh, and I loved, um, I just loved show business when I was a kid. And once again, family uh, involvement. And um, the Ed Sullivan show, man, that was that was the coolest thing in the world for me. And I got to see many people on that show as a as a you know a, a child watching, mm-hmm. who one way or another I got to work with in in life. And um, you know I'm very much very interested in you know the history and the, for all anything I'm interested in the history, what goes back, the 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 people the whose shoulders that we're standing on. Right. You no, know, in all my in all my uh, my interests. But these are heroes, and unfortunately, in this day and age, um, there's not a big interest in that. There's not a big interest in history. Um, yeah. Our greatest teacher. Right. Right. And um, and yeah, it's interesting. I know a guy who uh, you might like to meet. He uh, he is Grover Cleveland's grandson. Oh, wow. How is that possible? Okay, 
Cleveland had two families, the youngest son of which had two families. And that's why he could have a, you know, 69 year old friend of mine who incidentally looks just like him. Uh, mustache and and thing, but we would love to do something to to make history more interesting. And teachers now don't seem to want to teach history. Mm. It's it's and he brought this up because he's very involved mm. in all these organizations and stuff. And wow, it's like getting teachers more interested in <laughs> in teaching history because without the passion uh, when you're teaching something, you're not. You know, we have, work. To, we have to inspire minds, which is yeah. what my all my work is all about. And so for, um, you know, for a teacher to have to occupy minds, you know, in a my my wife was in uh, education. She was actually she a little bit later in life, went back to school for special. Uh, she became a special needs teacher. And from then on, I was homeschooled. Oh, cool. But uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> The remarkable woman. Oh, I got a thing. I got a thing right underneath the Star Wars thing. Yeah. Um, that's great. That was great. That is too so great. But it's true. Uh, so, uh, what were we talking about? I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> we're talking about me. Um, so, I grew up involved in all this stuff and magic. Um, right. And because back in the good old days, People would say, no, you're not a mentalist. You can't be a mentalist. You cannot be a nine-year-old mentalist. Um, with very few exceptions, I don't believe you can be a 40-year-old mentalist. True mentalist knows a little bit about life, the power and precision of the human mind, how it works, has had flight time <laughs> to be able to do things on basically, I want to say higher level, but um, from a higher perspective and be able yeah. to understand and, and talk about people. For example, let's say someone's saying, okay, write down, uh, or, or even in hypnosis, which I'm deeply involved with, there's a thing like a past life regression. And some mm -hmm. people, this is really cool. And it's like, okay, uh, on, the, on the jock board, sign your name. Okay, it's your, you know, whatever. Say someone's 30. Sign your name like you do it on your 21st birthday. Okay, now do it like you did it on your 13th birthday. Now do it like you did it on your 6th birthday, right? Now, what happens if in one of those days, it's like, you know, remember uh, Damien's birthday party where the, the chick jumps, the nanny jumps off the <laughs> mansion wall? This is for you, Damien. You know, what What if something like that actually went down? What if there was a fire? What if the birthday cake blew up? You know, you want to bring someone back there? Because this stuff is real. You know, this stuff is is hmm. real. And that's one of the things I like about magic and the mentalism stuff. It's whatever we think is real is mm -hmm. real. Right. Right. And I, I, I just love that. Yeah, just no. and I I just think it's a it's a great, great thing. I just did a show that uh, oh we could talk about this subject all night long about Harry Houdini. Wow. And it was my relationship. It turned into being a story about my relationship with Houdini. A uh a, a guy I've had an almost 60 year uh, long relationship with who happened to die 36 years before I was born. Um, and I was had a busy travel month last month and it was really good, except for the fact I was putting the show together, which we did in Salem. So in my head, I go, I have to travel with Houdini. 
guy's a dick. You know, I mean, <laughs> oh, I did it. <laughs> Take that out and post. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Leo, post. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, anyway, um, no, I, 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 I love everyone. I love everyone. I, I just I don't know how much I like him, but I do have a certain respect for him, a great respect for him because there's something that he has given me that's been a big force in my life and my dealing with i mean everything connected with it has worked out very well for me but it also comes from when we're talking about multifaceted people you learn that the gods have feet of clay right and and uh once again history repeating itself that's just what he did to his idols and, and whatnot, you know. Uh, and the one thing about Houdini, I'll tell, want to know a secret. He wasn't a very good magician, and that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. He transcended magic and became a, a, a such a big star. For us to better understand him, I would say um, he was a cross between P.T. Barnum and Evil Knievel. If that makes any more any sense, okay, right, and the whole and the whole show turned into myth and legend. Uh, it was part of the Salem Haunted Magic Show thing. There's a very a smaller showroom, and um, the last show I did there was something called Seance Twenty Seven. It was a theatrical seance to con to contacting members of the Twenty Seven Club. You know, Jimmy and Janice. Robert Johnson, Jim Morrison, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And so that was a really fun show. But this Houdini thing turned into, well, it was cathartic, that's for sure. But it turned into a whole different deal where you know, people coming to Salem, I, 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 I salute them because I go, well, you know, you're crazy to come here in, in October. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you got to have it. But they're adventurous and uh, they seek... Uh, the unusual and the unknown and, and, and mystery. And uh, so I'll ask someone, well, let me ask, Leo, would you consider yourself a folklorist? That I believe in folklores or? Just a folklorist. If someone asks you, just like I just said, are you a folklorist? Uh, I would say sure. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Because you weren't, you weren't sure for a while. And most people will deny, well, well not deny it, but once again, kind of re-examine the question. Here's the deal. Have you ever blown out the candles on a birthday cake? <laughs> Have you ever sung happy birthday? Have you ever said trick-or-treat? You know, hang the, mm -hmm. hang the stocking with care. Congratulations, you're a folklorist. We all are. We all practice folklore. And um, it's a great it's a great thing because we're dealing, I'm dealing man myth legend. And myth is such a is such an interesting thing, and the way things could have been put together in that time, and what he did in his uh, time and place, was uh, was amazing. Uh, but you know, you, you if he if he sat with the world's greatest psychiatrist uh, for an hour, the psychiatrist wouldn't sleep for three years. Um, you talk about an intense dude, <laughs> and. Um. And, and but yet you know he was so disappointed by so many many things. Um, interesting, it's just an interesting interesting story. As any, that's why I love biographies so much. Right. Once again, it's history. But I want to know, as a mentalist, uh, 
what and you know as a as a guy what makes people think what what was their thought process for doing this for creating this and what were their failures i want to know their failures because those those need to be celebrated as much right without the failures you don't have success right that's right that's absolutely right so you've got to you know, you've got to do that. And it's because you, you never, what does I say? You never uh, grow in your comfort zone and you're never comfortable in your grow zone. So <laughs> when you're trying, so like I'm sure the first couple of weeks, you know, you're, you decide to do this, you go, oh, this, mm, this might not be exactly right. And you've got to, you know, it's a little growing pains, right? <laughs> and, uh, and that's how it, that's how everything is, hopefully. Yeah. So, you know, because right, I say, man, when you're green, you grow. When you're ripe, you're rot. Okay, what are we looking into here? Uh, T3 Comics says, many of them, if you look farther into, I believe he's talking about folklore. Folklore, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, looking into them, it's uh, more than folklore, but pagan rituals just change to match other meanings. Interesting comment. Don't know if I understand it completely, but I believe I get it. <laughs> right, right. He, uh, actually, uh, he actually had he a did. question as well that I saw. Oh, cool, man. There it is. Yeah, uh, he says, uh, "What do you think about all the major people from TV being exposed as fake? How how did that change the way you do things?" Ah, I believe we're referring to these um, sort of expose, uh, how magic is done type type specials. Uh, early on with Fox, I don't know if this is the case, but for many years, their highest rated entertainment program was a thing called the masked magician mm. and um it was some dude who we eventually found out who it was uh in a, in a mask um exposing methods to that, yeah. yeah and what made that really big was um the, the idea of controversy because back then, well, back then, but even back to, say, uh, you know, a television special, like when the, the great magician Doug Henning did his first thing, he copped a Houdini uh, piece where it's going to be live television, he's going to be in a tank of water upside down, and he could drown, kind, kind of thing. Right. And so, hey, I want to tune in, man. This is live, and this dude could die doing this kind of thing. Because America's a funny place. Nobody wants to see anybody die, but everybody wants to be there when they do. So, you know, there's some element of, of danger to it or, right. or, or what have you. They'll do it. Same thing, now, some level of controversy. And and uh, I think that this masked magician thing kind of turned, kind of almost started uh, uh, reality television. Um, you know, first of all, from a productive standpoint, these cost nothing to produce. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you'll go at it. Just look at, say, one episode of Law and Order. You know, uh, you know, and and see, like, well, that must cost a couple of bucks to do. And you look at all these reality shows. That's well, this <laughs> this costs nothing, right? Uh, in the overall scheme of production, right, so right. these things became popular. But once again, they became popular because of controversy, because of outrageous stuff and statements. Getting more back. To the to, to the question uh, directly, um, I say go to higher ground is what is how I would deal with things and situations. I really believe in staying in my own lane, and I, it, it, for example, the expose television shows or videotapes that they made, um, 
<laughs> videotape. That's how long ago it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I never forget the day I lost cool uncle status. I called like a, an iPod, a, 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 a Walkman, and, and you know, and, like, dude, yeah, Adelson, you lost us, man. We we're, we we're, you know, we're, you know <laughs> yeah, what are we going to do with Uncle Johnny? <laughs> um, right? I, yeah. Man. I don't, I don't have issues, man. Oh, we all have issues, but no. <coughs> yeah. National Geographic has issues. I have freaking problems, but we all do. <laughs> okay. Our problems are there, man. And we're all such incredibly flawed human beings. And and uh, getting back to the whole question, what do I do? I seek higher ground. I try to do things that are might be of a little more interest. I try to make it more about the people than about uh, methodology. I, I think that, you know, one of the things when you're talking about, say, mind reading kind of thing, as as we spoke earlier, um, if I'm asking someone to think of their mother, you know, write your mother's name down. Now, I'm at, th that opens a whole that you could be going in a really bad place. Yeah. And people, you know, crying and things of this type, which will happen at certain performances. But once again how the situation is handled, what the people, and those people who have had that kind of emotional reaction um, have come and thanked me afterwards. Uh, but I don't think a 20-year-old can handle the situation necessarily. No disrespect. Um, but you have to be equipped to know what that thought entails. To just cavalierly yeah, go out and say this, you know, it's like, the, it's like okay, all right, this is one of my, my little problems. Well, not problems, but I question a men's programs because, uh, hey, Leo, uh, I just thought I'd drop by. Remember that really nice watch you had in 1995 that I always admired and you lost? Well, I stole it. Oh, and by the way, I was sleeping with your girlfriend at the time. Hey, feel better. See you later, man. Bye. <laughs> now, well, shit, I want the watch back. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the hell just happened? Right. You know, what, my way of thinking in life is you walk the walk and be prepared to face your your, your past, your truth, own, own whatever it is. Right. Because my whole thing now is all about total self-awareness. Total self-awareness. And, uh, you know, the concept of like self-love, you know, Birkenstocks and bongos and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm not going there. Hey, look, oh, don't want to scare your, your people here. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I have two moods, namaste, and I'll cut you. So don't worry about it. I mean, I'm, you know, I go both ways. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. That in itself is a dangerous yeah. statement. Actually, oh. uh, we, we, we had a comment here, and I, uh, you know, I figured it could pose a good question. Uh, Pop says uh, he saw John Edwards live once, was very interesting. What, what's your take on uh, uh, these shows where, where mediumship? People yeah, mediumship. Um, well, I I will upset a lot of mediums <laughs> in the sense where I think that um, we can be our own mediums. There was a fellow a uh, few, and I, I'm sorry, I do not remember names here, uh, from the New York Times who was going to do like a hatchet job on a medium, not knowing this person. 
I mean, I'm sure did a little online research, but never having seen them. But, 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 but. And what he says, uh, said in, in this article, I found so interesting, especially because it was a New York Times thing, um, that he went with that intention. But when he saw what took place and when he heard the things that took place, he said, I do not believe this person was talking to the dead. But this person was talking about things that I needed to hear that allowed me to have sort of closure on a relationship, a friend of mine who died 12 years ago. And I've been having the hardest time dealing with it. And as a result of seeing this person, listening to this person speak, their take on, on, on death and dying and, and, and afterlife, he goes, I felt like a million bucks. I felt this, this was a great, great experience for me. So I'm not going to tell anybody what to believe. Um, my one sort of question is, okay, how do these people know exactly what happens after you die? So, you know, all I heard that one guy came back once and he didn't stick around long enough to explain it to us. Um, <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> they're so specific and they're writing books on it. You know, what does this mean? What does that mean? You know, huh? You know, uh, weird. But I like John Edward uh, for a very, very special reason. There was, uh, they were doing like a question and answer thing at the end of a, a program I saw him do once. I've seen him a few times. And this woman goes, um, my daughter has the gift. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, she communicates with those from the beyond. And uh, how old is she? Oh, two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the beginning. Um, and we are just so fascinated. And John goes, okay, let me stop you right here. <laughs> this could very well be happening. But this is what you owe your child. Do not react to anything they say in front of them. If your jaw drops, go like, um, and walk into the kitchen and come back. I suggest you keep a journal of everything that happens. But basically what he was doing was he was protecting the child. Mm -hmm. And a cat in his position, especially in a live event without being televised and stuff, I feel should do that, but doesn't have to. Right. The majority of them don't. Now, at the same time, even getting back to, like, say, Houdini days, he originally was looking for truth about i mean i mean he believed in the afterlife and he and he and nothing meant more to him than his mom and after the mother passed he didn't work for two years and was involved in all this stuff and then later on at the end of his life he reinvented part of his career to debunk fraudulent spiritual spiritual mediums now here's one problem uh spiritual uh church it's a church i'm I do not believe in attacking churches in any way, shape, or form. Right. You know, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to call down someone in their religious beliefs, um, and that's what that's dangerous territory over there for anyone to tread on. You know, I say what you believe is real. You're in, or you're out. And if we're talking about placebo effect, what placebo ha effect it has on the brain and is documented? Oh my gosh! To me. 
you sell me a placebo, I'll buy an eight-gallon drum every single week and soak my head in it if it works. Okay. All here. If it's all here, which most of it is. Yep. Um, and I can I can do this, and that's why I love the uh, neuroplasticity. It's such an interesting study how you can retrain your mind, how you can reprogram yourself. Uh, people who have healed themselves uh, from, you know, post-stroke kind of thing. It's a fascinating study. It's, I mean, listen, it's a study more than a study. It's a thing. <laughs> it's right. a huge thing. And uh, because that's the other thing, if you're going to be doing this kind of stuff that deals with the power and precision of the mind, you, you, you do need to know, have an understanding of how it works in what it is getting back to, you know, what, what, what do I do? What does a, a, a mentalist do? Um, you know, so it's demonstrations of, of influence and uh, we all communicate when we're not speaking. Um, and at the same time, people go, Oh, you ever written a book on body language? I'll go, yes, I will write a book on body language. It's going to be called bullshit. I don't <laughs> believe in body language books and things like this. We are, human beings we're born with an instinct to understand this as long as we are present and once again i add self-aware you know the thing i was going to say about self-love before in case anybody was listening was without total self-awareness what are you loving you're loving something that's ego based right and so much of everything is ego based what you know what's that phrase your ego is not your amigo but people say hey man i don't have a big ego you don't have to have a big ego. You have an ego. Everybody has it. Everybody has to be aware. Last time, you you know, someone's stuck in traffic. You see the knuckles getting white. They're banging the wheel. They're doing all this da 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 da, -da, -da stuff and, um, and totally taking it personally, <laughs> right? So, it, so the ego, and that's all ego. And the ego is saying, I do not approve of this traffic. So, what you the ego? What, so, what that translates to is, you are morally superior to reality. Wow. You are morally superior to reality because you do not put <laughs> the traffic in front of you. I don't deem it right. But it does. I cannot accept this. <laughs> are you reading my mind yeah. here? What's going no, on? No, I, yeah, well, I was just going to say, you know, traffic doesn't bother me if it's like stop and go traffic. It's like yeah. okay, I'm in traffic. Yeah. What bothers me on the roads is stupid assholes that do stupid right. shit that you know gets what? me angry yes i love everyone but let me tell you about those assholes uh we were, about, we were talking about this hey um here's the thing i i just want to stop for a second i just find it funny that you guys are complaining about bad drivers in here and from massachusetts hey same Connecticut. <laughs> hey, Leo, I'm driving through Connecticut tomorrow, and I'm going to be looking for you. Um, I have his I'll address. I'll be there, man. I have his address. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, but then, then again, if I'm like, okay, if I'm stuck somewhere, I go, okay. Um, the whole bottom line is we can't control reality. But we have total control over our response to reality. Mm -mm. Total. Maybe not our initial reaction, but our, re our, our chosen response. And that's why silence has been become one of my best 
pals, man. <laughs> Trains piss uh, pops off. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. I like trains. Mr. Beth. I like trains. Yeah. Great. We're talking about Jennifer Coolidge the other day. She had that great line from the uh uh the uh, Mighty Wind movie. Beautiful thing. She's playing this crazy uh publicist. And the dude says, uh, my hobby is model trains. Because oh thank God for model trains, because without them we would have never had the idea for the big ones. Um <laughs> I just, is that like why they put the deer crossing sign there? That's a bad spot. That is <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so, deal. You know, we can we can choose how we respond. I I do another spiritual practice called Ho'oponopono, which is a an ancient Hawaiian thing that's based on forgiveness and uh, self-forgiveness. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, my two moods are namaste and I'll cut you. I get it. This is, we all, and we're all like this. Mm -hmm. So just because something is a little different, uh, it's more of a philosophy. The same way, you know, Buddhism is a philosophy. Um, Someone asked me what I am. I'd say, I guess I'm a neo-Christian Buddhist. (laughs) But um, Yeah, it took a second to to, to register, didn't it? (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes. So, wow. oh dear. Um, um, you, I I wanted to ask you something about um, hypnotism. Yeah. All right. Uh, because I don't believe in hypnotism. Okay. I don't believe that I can be hypnotized. Well, then you can't. It, okay, that's what I wanted to hear. You have to believe that you can be in order to be correct. Yeah. Yeah, I am a hypnotist, but I cannot hypnotize you. <laughs> Sorry, I just read a comment there. Yeah. <laughs> but I cannot hypnotize you. I can own all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. I repeat, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Okay. The same way, and I believe this too, with we talk about healers of all type. A healer does not heal you. A healer creates space within you to heal yourself. So much of healing is all self-healing. And we've spoke about placebo before. And what you believe is real is real. As I say, I can't uh, hypnotize you. I can guide you on this path and take you there. But it's up to you. And the same thing is, and it, and it works for, um, it's the same way, say clinical hypnosis would be uh, stage hypnosis, which is a little dangerous. Um, I, I think I, I use a lot of hypnotism in my, in my programs, but I am not, people would not ne- no, Don't say I'm a hypnotist. Hmm. Um, it's a little more stealth and it's intertwined into other things and using hypnotic language and uh, that type, that type of thing. So, you know, here's the whole thing. If you believe it, uh, if you believe, quote unquote, believe in hypnosis or you don't believe in hypnosis, either way, you're right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think it's that way with lots of stuff. Right. And, um, and, and of course, we, we see so much of the stereotypical uh, 
uh, Hollywood hypnotists, uh, and in so often they're portrayed as being bad people. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good guy hypnotist in a movie, and, I, and I'm and i I'm a movie guy, and I can't recall one off the top of my of my head. You know, um, no, but yeah. So so we we have preconceived images and things and okay i'm sorry I'm just reading about this dude's dream yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. well seek help start <laughs> Or stop drinking. Uh, well, <laughs> stop drinking. <laughs> Dreams can get yeah, very no. bumpy and buzzy. Yeah. I get, you know, and it's, uh, yeah. And once again, it's all, all this stuff is down there. All this stuff is in, you know, this bottomless pit of our subconscious. Everything we've ever seen, anything we've ever felt, anything that's ever happened to us is down here and can come up at any given moment based on the trigger and your subconscious mind cannot differentiate between good and bad mm. memories it can't differentiate between it doesn't understand sarcasm it doesn't understand cynicism uh these are things that do not count uh, in the in the subconscious world and once again it's whatever we see uh, do happens it triggers something it triggers something and um I, I it it comes up and comes down like one of those soldiers with a parachute, but it gets clogged up over here before it can get down to ground zero where you can have a logical I call it divine like you know divine inspiration I call it from whatever it is whatever you want to call it clear thinking you know I've been a a, a TM guy um, transcendental meditation guy since the seventies and it's the same thing when I'm in practice between my my whole potapona stuff and and uh, being aware, um, being totally aware, being totally here. Because if you're not here, first of all, this is all there is. There's no future. There's no past. They don't exist. <laughs> this is all we've got. And this is, you know, this ain't no guarantee, right? Right. So it's like, wow, this is great. You know, this is really great being here, being present. I always say to people, if you don't believe in a natural, say, sixth sense, I hope you believe in the other five and when the other five work together, you know, like in concert kind of thing, it wakes up that intuitive thing. Like we talk about body language. It's all there. If we're paying attention, if we're being in the present, because it was really interesting. I believe in some things that are kind of out and the whole concept of the mentalist is that there's no such thing as anything quote unquote psychic. Um, see, we're all just looking at the same thing from different perspectives. Is what it is. We're all calling. We're all calling it something different, you know. And that's and you know, it's kind of the, the absurdity of life. I think most of us are looking at the exact same. We're all looking at the same stuff, but just from different from different ends, you know. Yeah. So okay. Well, that means you're just paying attention. Well, for example, hypnosis. So I can't be hypnotized. Hmm. You know. Okay. Then you're right. I can be hypnotized. Then you're right. <laughs> this, you know, it, it, it's just a different thing. And uh, so when I say I want to be totally uh, present because it allows me, it wakes things up and I can listen. And the thing is that we do. You guys, one of the things I'm really admire about 
you guys on this show is that is the way you guys communicate, the way you listen to people who are who are sitting here, where where I am, and because as as a civilization, uh, the big part is people more often listen to respond as opposed to listening to comprehend what's being said. Mm. Um, that is the huge that that's just a huge huge thing. Um, and I want to make sure I comprehend when you know it gets <coughs> interesting and intense and everything, or just right. present. You know, I want to be here. I want to comprehend what someone is saying to me. Because uh, let's face it, half of the greetings and things are just grunts. You know, how are you? God forbid. How are you? Imagine if someone actually told you how they were. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I, I introduced something, um, some of my uh, corporate speaking kind of things. I said, let's take all that out and basically exchange it for the, for the expression, tell me something good. Because first of all, nobody's listening. How are you? Oh, my aunt died this morning. Oh, that's nice. Have a nice day. You know, uh, right. you, you, know right. you know, listen to that. So I love to kind of stop people in the tracks, go tell me something good. Huh? Not good. Nothing. You know, you know they got, there's nothing good going on in your life. <laughs> it's got to be something. And uh, so, like, every kid's at the little supermarket I like. Uh, uh, I get out of work early. Uh, well, there you go. That's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then once you start thinking about good things in your life, you can't stop. Right. It opens the floodgate to that kind of thing. And uh, it was interesting. So I brought this challenge to a few different companies as part of a program, and it's been very successful. Wow! It really, hmm. it really has been. You know, I mean, It'd be interesting probably... to do a test. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, you know, take take a group of people and one of them every you know every day you ask them you know what's good, make yeah. them think good. Then the other half would be like, so what sucks today? <laughs> <laughs> and and after about two weeks. See the uh, the personalities change of the two groups. You are spot on, man. Spot on. Just it'd be fun. I just like to fuck with people. That would be really. Fun. Oh yeah. Oh, Leo, that's half the that's half the fun. Leo, it sounds like a new show for the network. Jeez, you just want to see the world burn, don't you? Okay. No, it's 50 It was half. You know, just this half. So you know, thinking good yeah, things. We, that's not. Yeah, we could do we could do a mind control show. You know, that, I think that'd be really fun. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wanted to back up all the way to the beginning because you said something and I caught okay. it, but nobody said anything. And I'm curious. You said you've seen real magic. Yeah. Would, explain. I've seen I've seen things that I cannot explain. I have I have seen what I guess people could call miracles. Um, some of them are, are very, uh, personal and I don't like to, I, I don't mean for me. I mean, like for the things that I witnessed mm -hmm. and I, when I've seen things happen that have just, I'm blessed in a background in deception, con manery, con man stuff, old show, bit, you know, the whole thing. And some people, when I was doing things and say a more of a, you know, kind of like a new agey kind of place and I have opinions on all that too but i do appear in a lot of those uh, those places would kind of go oh 
well, he's not real, you know. He's oh god, you know, you know that 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 you know doing tricks and all this kind of stuff. And it's it's like, hey, I'm I'm totally I'm totally honest and open about about all of it. Um, but I go, who better? Would, would you feel better if I was a plumber coming to this? You know, coming to more of the spiritual end of things and and speaking to you about how people think and and ridding stress, anxiety, and all this kind of stuff. Um, I think my background, uh, because I I, I know uh, so many things that are fake, it allows me to identify things that are real. And once again, based on my what I see in my beliefs, and uh, do I, I are there demons walking on this earth in human form? Absolutely. I had one move into my house once. I should have known it was my wife's funeral and the cat showed up with luggage. Um, <laughs> for our viewers, that's a sign. <laughs> um, and he, he came right into my hermitage and, and stayed for like four and a half months. And the things that happened were mind boggling. We're just my and I go, oh, my God, I've known this guy for years and he's allegedly a spiritual guy, but we've done things, uh, you know, uh, things of a spiritual nature together. But we've done things, um, uh, you know, we've been to Lilydale and all these places and things. So I run I've I'd run with this guy a little bit in the past, a lot in the past. And um, I learned that I learned that the cat stuff was so evil. And I believe it. I, yeah. I totally believe it. And people have these experiences. And, um, man, you know, <laughs> at the same time, eh, have fun. <laughs> so, so you, you, you're calling it, you've seen real men. Is it more the unexplained? More that, well, a lot of the unexplained, I've seen healings that I cannot comprehend, but so have many doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, Uri Geller. But is that, is that magic? Well, um, I've, I mean, I, where, where, where do the two separate? You know okay. what I mean? All right. Yeah. I've seen things that, uh, yeah, um, and we could, you know, you could say, oh, uh, you're, you know, was there any kind of hallucinogenic involved? Um, <laughs> and um, what do we have a comment here? Uh, T3 says, I still can't get over him, say, stop drinking because that's exactly what he had to do. Had problems with fighting and getting arrested, which was senseless violence. You got it right. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, we all are just, you know, we're all fighting demons in each and every day. And when it comes to to drinking, you know, someone said drinking is a disease. I go, no, it's a symptom of what's wrong with you. <laughs> you know, it could kill you. <laughs> but it's a symptom of what's wrong with you. You know, why, why are you drinking? What is the thing, you know? What do you not want to do? What are you running away from? What are you hiding from? You know, and I, and there's a great thing. Oh, poor me, poor me, poor me, pour me another drink, <laughs> you know, but getting back to real magic, I've seen, I've seen stuff. Yeah. Mystery things that are unexplained. Um, uh, you know, I've been part of shamanistic ritual where I've seen just inc incredible things happen. Um, yeah. And if I dealt with uh, ayahuasca, absolutely I have. And, um, you know, been part of ceremonial things of this type and everything. Um, so I'm not saying, well, I saw real magic when I was tripping. Uh, I did. But that's a different, you know, that's a whole other. <laughs> I did too. 
that's a whole <laughs> part of the brain. Baby. Um, but I've seen things when I've just been totally sober, and I'm like, this can't happen. This is a, this is America. This is magic. I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. And it's um, it's it's a greater. I I think there's more of it going on than we are aware of. You know, people say like. Yeah. Oh, I want a sign. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. Open your eyes, jackass. What more do you need? And then what's? How do you explain this? Yeah. Well, today what they do is they 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 write it off to a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I I love that. Um, but uh, I, I but I also look at you know, I was looking at a painting, um, and I do not know, uh, and the guy I can't deny the fact that someone painted this painting. Right. No matter how long, because, you know, people go, oh, this has always been here. Okay. So is that painting, but man, someone painted it. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know the whole process, but something went down and, uh, you know, and I look at it like this, everything for me now in life, um, the first tarot card in the deck is called the fool. And, uh, People say, what's your favorite tarot card? You know, oh, the, oh, it must be the magician or, you know, da, da, da. No, man, it's the fool. I want to be the fool. The fool is totally present. The fool is open to any kind of experience happening before them. The fool, they go, look at him. He's going to walk off a cliff. Absolutely, man. He's going to walk off a cliff. How cool is that? (laughs) Trust and faith. Hey, don't get me wrong. I look both ways before I cross the street. Um, You know, I don't have a, box of oily rags next to my furnace but uh at the same <laughs> at the same token yeah it's a great way to go through life and 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 i had someone call me and i, I do individual work with people and i had someone call me and she had a, a store up in massachusetts uh, uh you know selling all these mineral you know rocks and crystals and all that stuff and you know she's not totally woo woo you know she's into it to a certain degree, but she's more or less just into the crystals and and that stuff. So I'm not talking about someone who's hardcore, you know. Yeah. Um, and she goes, man, I, oh, I'm so glad to talk to you. Uh, I showed up at work, because her store's now in Florida. I showed up at work five minutes late this morning, and the exact doppelganger for our friend David, who's this intuitive guy, um, was there waiting for me on the porch. I couldn't get over it. I kept calling him David. I'm looking at him. Dresses like him. Hair like him. Everything that he stayed for about two and a half hours, bought like fifteen hundred dollars worth of stuff, and then left. And so she sent David a text saying, "You know, Jab, remiss. We haven't talked in a while." Blah blah blah. Didn't hear anything back. But three hours later, she got a text from another mutual friend who knew nothing of any of this, and said, "Ha, ah, got to give you the sad news. David died this morning at ten o'clock." Wow. And. So, you know the, like, goosebumps that stories like that kind of entail? Yeah. It's so often weird. It's so often weird. It's so often weird. It hits me like a ton of books. I go, no, it's not. That's not weird. That's the way everything is, man. Everything is connected. Everything connects. It's the stuff that we can't see the connection in that's weird. Right. That's the way I like to look at it. And, you know, Einstein said two ways to look at life. When everything's a miracle, when nothing's a miracle. I live in the miracle camp because it's more fun. So, you know, 
Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so if that's the case, shame on me. But that's you know, it's more fun to look at things and go, this is great. Hey, don't you love guys like uh, I don't remember comic Rich Rich Seisler, such a great guy. Rich would be like, this is the greatest apple I've ever had in my life. You know, this is the best piece of pie I've ever had, man. This is great. What a great moment this is. You know, that that, that I'm so. And he meant it, you know, mm. and it's like you know, well, he kind of chose to go through life and he experienced everything like that. It was it was really, really cool. So to me, everything uh, is a magic eye painting. You remember those damn things where you'd look at them and you go like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Be like, mm -hmm. like with a sponge, you know, like sponge art. And, you go, what the hell? and then all of a sudden you go, I see it. Yes, I see it, and you can't unsee it. That's every mystery in life to me. Every mystery in life is that. So here's the cool part. I will eventually see it. They go, when are you going to see it? When I'm supposed to. What if you don't see mm -hmm. it? Then it wasn't intended for me. Right. Good point. So it's a great way to eliminate the stress and the fear and every and everything and then once again being present you project forward what are you doing you're, you're manufacturing fear anxiety stress going backwards generally you it's, you get depressed only here can you feel some serenity some peace the whole thing and yeah. that's why i'm so big on on meditation and stuff and anybody can meditate if they have a good understanding of what it work you know how it's going to work for them and what it's going to do uh, one of my friends and teachers, I say sometimes, gee, I had a hard time with my meditation schedule uh, because I was kind of feeling, well, it's like taking a nap, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And he goes, oh, schmuck, listen, your meditation is your work. And I kind of took it as more of like a reward or something. It is your work, man. You do this twice a day. It allows me to get so much more done to accomplish, to reach uh, my personal potential. Um, and I'm in a great place and I just, I'm able to just go, that's nice. No, I mean, I, Steve Martin came up with it, had a great thing in an interview once with, uh, with Stern. And when Howard was asking some stuff where he really didn't want to go, he responded by saying, yeah, I really don't have an opinion on that. Mm -hmm. And then he did it two other times in the interview. And I'm like, oh man, it's a thing. It's a thing he does to defuse it. Like, you know, most people uh, have a problem with a particular word. I need to teach them how to use the word. The word is no. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Gregory Peck, uh, the great actor, he, he wouldn't use the word no very often. He would say, it's rather unlikely. What a great way to say the word no to people, right? Right. I usually say doubtful. Well, I thought, Jeff, you'd say fuck you, but that's a <laughs> Rather unlikely. I like that. It's rather unlikely. Right? That's rather right. unlikely. And it's just, it's, and the whole thing is, like, I really don't have an opinion on that. So mm -hmm. it's I a just... great way to get off it. And then if they want to tell you, I go, no, you know, let me sort it out. I'll get back to you in about a week or so. <laughs> and see, because and I really got to, I really got to think this out. Thank you. This is interesting. The same way, if you want to end, you know, we were talking about 
the, the futility of, of, of politics and, and, you know, especially in programs like this, you know, Hey, have a political show, go there. We'll come here and do our thing. And it's more fun. I think anyway, Um, (laughs) but, uh, when we're talking about uh, about the political thing, you'll get a lot of people who are especially, you know, artists, creative people, <laughs> who go like, mm, "What we should do right away, my right away, my I cut you comes out of me. What we should, do, <laughs> what we should fucking okay, what we should do is, oh, there should be a carousel in downtown New Bedford, and it'll be great for the children and." Blah, 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 blah. Oh, what we should do is that we should. I go like this. Okay. Wow, that's really interesting. Hey, I got to ask you a question though. Do you pay every penny of your income tax? Every money, the penny that comes in, do you pay the tax? You claim every dime you make on your income tax. No, well then I can't respect your. I mean, respect your the right to have an opinion, but I'm not going to listen to it anymore because this is hypocrisy. Have a nice day. Um, <laughs> so we have about two minutes left because Leo does have another show to run tonight. <sighs> what a cat. I know, right? It's all oh, Leo's fault. Man. I'm just saying. This is great. So any okay. last thoughts or questions or go ahead. Well, I wanted to bring up his, uh, you've got a new uh, what podcast you got We're, there. We've just today decided to do something uh, associated with my Stetson Circle uh, podcast and um, not following the Facebook page that has daily affirmation, motivation, confirmation. All the Asians live there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I swing. And th- this is uh, this is a beautiful thing. Hey, Pops, before you go, I'm talking to Pops down there. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you're still there. Okay, Pops, here's the deal. 52 cards in the deck. 26 are red, 26 are black. Which one shall we focus on? Shall we play with? Shall we use? Pops, you choose black or red. Black or red. Black or red, Pops. Leo's meter's running. (laughs) Go ahead, Leo. Red. Red. Um, let's see. Interesting choice. Uh, happens every night. They say red, no big deal. Um, and, uh, Ben, there, there are two suits, red suits, uh, uh, hearts or diamonds. Which shall we use? Which shall we play with tonight? Diamonds. Interesting. Money oriented guy. Good. Diamonds. Love, love a <laughs> Diamonds. Hey, Leo. I get an ace through a king. Which one shall we play with tonight? Jack. Really? You know, before we started, I was kind of sitting here just uh, meditating over the situation. And I think I take a deck of cards, look at it. It kind of helps me chill out and relax. I did something. I removed one card from the pack and I reversed it, placed it back inside amongst the others. And uh, for some reason... This crazy dynamic ended up with the pack <laughs> of diamonds, which is exactly the way that we were we were thinking. You know, and man, it's like divine design, brother. It all oh. comes 
together, as I say. So, wow. yeah, go to that Facebook page, uh, johnstetson.com, J-O-N, is, um, is my uh, a website that has lots of uh, things based on, you know, the, uh, the esoteric, the spiritual stuff. Um, Stetson Master Mentalist has a lot of my uh, theatrical and corporate type things. Um, if anyone's in Connecticut, oh, hey, uh, Leo, yes, where, where in Connecticut are you? I'm uh, over near Mystic. What are you doing the Sunday after Thanksgiving? Uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving. Don't answer. I'll tell you what you're doing. Coming to <laughs> you're coming to Mohegan Sun. I am at Comics at uh, 4 p.m. that afternoon. And if anybody listening here happens to want to be there, so this is a Saturday, a Sunday. I just thought of this now. Sunday after Thanksgiving, um, I'm doing this show there. And if anybody would like to uh, be our guest, uh, you can send me an email. And I will uh, I will arrange for a ticket for um, whomever would like to be with us. Yeah, and I may I, want to be in on that. Well, come on down, right? you guys. Right. You got you guys at the casino together. Oh, this could be great. And comics is such a great room and great club. It's like the old days. I call it like my home club. Uh, and I'm there a couple yeah. times a month when I'm in town, and it's really uh, it's really a lot of fun. And it's going to be a Sunday afternoon, like four o'clock show. So if you got no, okay, cool. Yeah, it's not too bad. Cool and yeah, we'll reach I'm, out. I'm there, and it's on my Facebook stuff. John, you follow me on John Stetson on Facebook. Uh, uh, the Ladies Only Psychic Party has a Facebook page. Uh, a show called Mind Reading Confidential that I do has a, 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 a page like that. The Stetson Experience has a page like that. Um, and uh, so I'm around, I'm easy to find, and I'm doing a variety of different things. And there's a whole lot of cool stuff that we're going to be putting out and sharing. Uh, in 23 so uh very cool so i'm really really excited and i can't thank you guys enough man uh let's thank our buddy gary somers who uh who uh, brought us uh, together live and in person again he uh he's uh, the america's conduit uh he, <laughs> did he you put, say america's yeah. condom <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <laughs> there too uh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Nobody feels bad the morning after. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, he brings people together. You know, that's what I love, man. He practices yep. divine design. He introduces cool people to cool people. And, and, yep. and just with his events, enables us to bump into each other there. Like, right. Saw my thing, and you go, oh, it's you know him, blah 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 blah, and um, and uh, gosh, I had so much uh, fun, you know, reading what you gave me and sharing that with uh, with friends, and uh, um, we're actually talking about maybe doing a special mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. We'll have you guys, everybody watching and listening. You're just gonna have to follow us, follow the Dorkening, and follow John. I mean, yep. Where can they find John Leo? Yeah, Other than all those places, they already oh, told them. Go you ahead. Can definitely check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, for, me, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. Keep that in mind, John. If you start a podcast, I run a podcast network. Head on over to thedorkening.com. You can see all the latest episodes there. And uh, John, where do you like people interacting with you on the socials? Um, uh, John Stetson on Instagram is great. 
Um, John Stetson uh, on Facebook, once again, J-O-N. Uh, I am there a ton. And um, I'm, I'm easy to find. So, uh, so um, it, it's, not a, it's not a hard search to, to find me. <laughs> Sounds good. Jeffrey. Yeah. Hey. Jeff, man, look at you. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, John. You actually, um, uh, you gave me a, a little bit of new insight to certain things that I've had, that I'm having trouble dealing with. So you actually helped me tonight. Thank you for that. I just well, figured I'd mention thank that. Thank you. Kind, kind and, words. Uh, just yeah. contact me anytime. I will be doing that. All right. I'm a little psycho. Could use some serious help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so as far as us, just go to stilltoken.com or uh, Token with the Dead on our Facebook page. From there, you can find all the other Instagram and Twitter shit and all this kind of stuff that I don't keep up with. So wait a second. You said you're a little psycho, but then you also like little Sasquatch. Yes. I like little things. I got one. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm glad you kept that till the end. <laughs> no, but seriously. That's what she uh, said. Yeah, right. So we want to thank John for coming out and hanging out with us tonight. Um, you can interact with him, like you said, in the show notes up above and down below on his pages. But the best way to interact with a gentleman like this is to actually get off your ass and get to the show. He's going to be at Mohegan Sun after Thanksgiving. You people need something to do. You're going to walk off all that turkey. I mean, come on. Go down there and see him. You won't be disappointed. Trust me. Um, John, when we close up the show, just hang out for two seconds if you don't mind. Sure. And uh, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We're out of here. We'll see you Friday. We have a special coming Friday. So we'll see you Friday and next week on Wednesday if you can't make Friday. Bye.